Welcome to episode 204 of Soccer Works, where we take a look at how soccer works in the U.S. and around the world. Welcome to this special edition of Soccer Works. What you are about to hear is the press conference with Carlos Cordero, the current president of U.S. Soccer, and Cindy Cohn, the newly elected vice president of U.S. Soccer, at the 2019 U.S. Soccer AGM. This press conference took place immediately following the National Council meeting, and I was joined by Paul Kennedy of Soccer America and Ian Thomas of the Sports Business Journal. It is quite noisy in the room immediately following the National Council meeting, so pardon the the noise in the background. Hopefully you'll be able to hear as much as possible. At the end of this episode, I'm going to come back with some thoughts as well as the one question I was unable to ask. So stay tuned. Yeah. Well, a little bit of Either you again, maybe reference 2027. Uh, meaning that uh, I up the question of whether the U.S. would consider hosting it. Do you expect that the Federation will... Uh, Look, it's very, very early. Uh, FIFA have yet to decide on where the 2023 event will take place. So this is really longer term strategic thinking, but the answer is um, I think we're open to it. I talked about it during my campaign a year ago. Um, and so I think it's, as I said in my speech, it's more of a dream. And I think at the right opportunity, whatever it is they decide um, to call for submissions, I think we'll talk about it uh, with the board. And, and uh, very likely move ahead, but you know it's it's too early to say we're doing it for sure. You mentioned the review of the women's game, which Cindy will be involved in. Perfect. Can you expand a little bit on what that will actually look at? I know it's sort of still early, but you have a sense of how you're going to review or what you're hoping the outcome will sort of be on that front. Well, I mean, I think it's a bit unfair. Fair. Saying, but, but, but no, but it's more for me to sort of lay a thought out that lots were ahead. You know, and the competition are, are making strident efforts to close that gap. We can't be, you know, uh, we've got to be relentless in our own pursuit of excellence. And we're going to continue to dominate the women's game. We want to make sure that we're not missing out uh, on anything. So this review will be very all-encompassing. From the grassroots, everything that the task force will be touching on. Sure. Coaching education, the academy questions, the, uh, the, path, the, the, the pathways for the girls. Um, you know, our youth national teams, frankly, don't have a lot of competition. So if they're not in competition all the time, that may be a reason why they don't do as well as perhaps they should when it comes down to a World Cup. So looking at that whole thing uh, will be the uh, will be the, the point of the, uh, the review. And so Cindy, with all her experience coming in now, and when we bring in our general manager, you know, which won't be that far away, the two of them together with staff, you know, Asher and, and uh, Nico, and there are a bunch of others who are very involved on the technical side. They will come together, and it's it's not a uh, a task force. It's just really more of an internal sure. staff and board. Focus. Is that something that you'll produce a report that would then get released, or is that going to be more of an internal sort of decision at the end of the process? Where I think it will the help the board's discussions on you know our next generation of investments. Sure. You know, and and you know we're ramping up the budget as you've seen over the last couple of years, and we'll continue to do that. And and you know having some uh, thoughtful consideration behind the, that process is always helpful. And again, I think, you know, we're doing it from a position of strength. This is not a, 
you know, we're not flagging a problem. We're just saying, we see what others are doing. We want to continue to dominate. And we want to make sure that our women have every opportunity to continue to be very successful. So I have a question. So um, building off of some of the progress that you, you guys cited on um, diversity mm-hmm. um, with women and the hiring of women and the hiring of, um, I think the, the term was colored people or whatever, you know, Dan, minorities. Word, yeah, yeah Dan, I, minorities or whatever. Um, is there a look at the possibility of the federation implementing similar to the NFL, like a Rooney rule? Um, we, we did. Okay. Yeah. We used it when uh, we, we, we uh, followed that when we looked for, to fill the general manager's position that, that, okay. that Ernie uh, is now in. And we went through a very diverse list of candidates. Ernie himself right. is a very diverse guy. Sure. And we're doing the same thing with the women. We have 80, I think we received something like 80 uh, applications. Some were referrals, some were direct you know, uh, right. applicants for, for the women's position. And we'll be very mindful of all of that um, when, 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 we make those, uh, when we make that decision. And we'll do the same in the search for, um, for dancers to replace it. Okay. And so it will be the, the timetable and process for that, and, and specifically the kind of uh, outside search group will you work with? So on the last question first, we, we have been involved working with uh, a third party and a, 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 an outside consultant for the last two or three years, and who's been very involved in the, um, in the search for independent directors. And it's possible, you know, we will continue with them, but suffice to say, we will have an outside consultant, we'll have a board committee, a subset of the board, and working together, we'll come back to the full board, you know, with a couple of candidates, is my guess. But we haven't started that process as yet. But it will be very open, ultimately very transparent, once we make the, uh, the, the, and, the decision. You know, and as the president wanting a day-to-day CEO in there, uh, what would you anticipate or hope would be the start of the new CEO? When? When, yes. I don't want to put a timetable to it because, you know, you'd rather, as like I said in the, in the speech, you're looking for Ernie, you know, and now looking for the women's GM. We want to get the right person in the seat, and we have we may have to be flexible. You know, depending on who that person is, they may have to extract himself or herself from another position. And But my what I said is, we're going to be guided by that, is this year Dan will step down. And it could be tomorrow, or it could be some months from now. Um, we don't know. have a timetable, otherwise I'd give it to you. I hope so. it's not tomorrow, because we're not ready to put anyone in. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, be very honest, we don't have a timetable. You know, I'm, I'm very process-driven. And, and to the Rooney rule, right. you know, to the fairness issue, you know, we're going to be very open about it. But, but this is a very complicated job. The job that Dan has today is nothing like what it was 20 years ago, even two or three years ago. Now we've got to woke up to worry about the 26, you know. So... There are different aspects to the job, and so we have to think carefully about what that job is before you go look for a replacement. Um, regarding independent director, uh, you just announced today that the uh, Patty Hart will take Val C. Yeah. And first question I have is, uh, you know, the only comments I've heard about her are negative. You know, based on the fact that all you know about her is her leaving Yahoo, and you know the. the reference that came up was uh, resume goes. What would you say to people who wonder why you hire, hire? Well, one, it wasn't anything about, wasn't anything about her resume. 
she was on the board of Yahoo at the time, there was an issue with someone else's resume. Oh, which she was. I, I, but that's eight years ago. Eight, 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 eight years ago, and I, I don't, I don't want to get. I don't know enough about that, and it's not a concern of ours. Paul, the, Paul, you were talking about the reasons why we brought her on the board. No, okay, then okay. The, 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 the other question would be people wondering what you know, someone with a from the gaming industry. What 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 does that experience? or her specific experience important for her. Well, I think ga gaming has been her her most recent seat, but she's had 40 years of, you know, she's been involved in technology. You mentioned Yahoo. She sat on multiple boards. She's a very accomplished CEO. She's she she's uh, managed, in the particular case that you mentioned, difficult uh, governance uh, situations. We think she's going to bring all of that experience to our board, and most importantly, you know, we're going to ask her to chair our commercial committee, which is one of the six new committees that hasn't had a chair. And so she's going to, she will chair that, uh, that committee, and, and it's that committee that's going to continue to guide the Federation over the next several years on the commercial side. And you heard a lot about that today. I mean, you mentioned, you talked about your speech last year and today of getting to the $500 million, and, and for all the progress you guys have made, it's still a long ways away. You know, what, what are some of the things that are going to be important to accelerate the revenues that can be brought in to uh, allow you to do more programs? Well, I think, you know, the little that's happened in the last, if you want to dwell a little, but the few things that have happened in the, just the last few months, I think, are examples of the kinds of um, support and sponsorship, you know, that, that we're very grateful for. And it's still early days, but I think I think things will things will accelerate. And remember, we're also um, um, tied into these very long-term contracts, and those contracts turn over in 21, 22. So I think that will reset the clock across the board uh, with everyone. So we, we expect that you know we'll continue to grow the budget. Um, we have a significant surplus that we're using to fund these deficits. And in the longer term, I think we'll just have a lot more revenue coming. So, uh, uh, quick question on that um, commercial committee, for example. Is is the Federation going to implement a, a bidding policy so that we can kind of try to grow the revenues by having multiple bids when it comes to the commercial committee uh, that she's coming into chair? So, we don't... You know, you, you don't bid out sponsorship. You know, they, these are sponsors come in. These are long processes. Right, right. I'm you know, talking about like the the 20, 20, 21, 22, um, like the deal with Soccer United Marketing the Federation has. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That will that, that the that, arrangement yeah, that we yeah. have with our exclusive marketing partner will be revisited in time, and 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 in time, you know, we will look at that in a very open, transparent way. And, and again, this is an arrangement that's been in place for. You know, more than 20 years, right? You know, and so we, 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 you know, we wouldn't be where we are without um, having had a, I think, a productive relationship with with uh, with Soccer United Marketing. But again, you know, in, in 21, 22, we will revisit that and we'll and we'll look at the whole thing. And, gotcha. Um, they will be part of the discussion for sure. Sure. I mean, as they should be, right? Being the current partner. Correct. Right. Yeah. And they have rights to that as well, like most current partners. Right. So. Right. What's the uh, the status of the surplus at this point? I mean, to your point, there's deficit last year, deficit spending expected this year. How can you tell us how much money you guys still sort of have on that front that you build so, up Club America and whatnot? No. So you know, I, I think I don't know what numbers are public, but I think the last filing um, had us at around 150 million, and you know. 
we're not a bank. We're not there to, uh, to cash sure. this money in and, and invest that in, in the financial markets. That is a reserve that we're going to you know, use to fund these deficits. And, and why are we having these deficits? Because our spending on the investment side has been growing incrementally. You know, and, and as they, we can't start this program sure. uh, just to maintain a, 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 a reserve. So the objective is to draw, the, draw down on those reserves and help fund these deficits, but not draw it down to zero. You always need, of course. You always need a, you know, a reserve for a, for a, rainy, day a rainy day. Yeah, sure. But so yeah, we're uh, we're soccer. We play through the rain. We're we're, exactly, <laughs> sure. we're being intelligent about of course that. We have before. So. Right? <laughs> Question for you, Cindy. What are you looking at that you would like to focus on in this new role? Like, is there any kind of special projects or initiatives as vice president? Uh, obviously, being involved with the federation for quite some time as a player, and then with the board that you're looking at in this new role. Yeah, and Carlos mentioned all of them today. I think he put me on every committee. Right. <laughs> right. That you have soccer. So you'll sleep one night a week. <laughs> one night a week. Gotcha. No, but seriously, um, obviously, in the women's side, looking at the new GM hire, um, trying to help out with that. We don't have a technical director on the women's side. And that's right, April retired, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So who's being inducted tonight or getting the award for Warner Frick, the Warner Frick Frick Award right. tonight, um, which would be great. Um, so looking at the women's side of the game and what can we do better, to, as Carlos said, to remain on top of the world and be, re, keep our dominance. And that goes all the way down to the youth. So what do we need to do at the youth level? So I'm also co-chairing that task force with Dan Flynn. So um, taking a deep dive on the youth and seeing what we can do to, as Carlos puts it, fix the youth game right. in our country and so those will be the two main areas that I really take a deep dive on is the women's side of the game and then also the youth okay and Cindy what is in your involvement in the board more recently as advisor to the athlete council which is a, a federation uh, work what what work like that inspired you to now take on a more a, a bigger and more prominent role well, I've been a part of the Athletes Council in some way, shape, or form since 1996. <laughs> so I've been doing this for a while, and I served on a lot of different committees at U.S. Soccer. I served on the board for a few years, and I just felt like it was time to step up and that we needed an athlete um, in one of the elected positions on the board. Um, there's never been an athlete, and there's never been a female um, elected to a position. So I felt like then now is the time, and then it's important to have uh, someone's voice who understands the game from the grassroots all the way up to the international level uh, to be in the room when these decisions are being made that affect the athletes. Um. Yeah, sorry. No, let me just add, I, I think this, you know, Cindy stepping up, it's a huge commitment for her, you know, She's a young mom. She has lots of other. She's coaching. I mean, how many clubs do you uh, teams do you coach? Three, three, three teams. I mean, she's not like without other other responsibilities, right? So she's she, so to, for her to step up is 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 a huge commitment for her. But we're we're delighted. I mean, you look around. I said this to a few people yesterday. You look around the world. Okay, you find me find me more than five federations that have women in the top one or top two positions. Fine, I can tell you maybe three. Turks and Caicos, you know, Senegal and uh, and Burundi. To name France three. with the vice president. France with the vice president, but they have more than one vice president. 
So, you know, but, but my only point is, is for a major federation, not just to have an athlete, but a female athlete is, is a major event. I, 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 don't, I don't know if that's been fully recognized out there. So we're delighted. And Cindy, the rest of, of Carlos's term is one more year. Do you plan to uh, seek re-election next year? Um, I will revisit that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's I want to make sure that I'm able to have a positive impact on our game. Um, that's what I've tried to do since day one in this game, and that's why I ran for this position to hopefully continue to have a positive impact on our game here. Um, and if I see that I'm able to do that, and and I see that I'm able to continue to do that, then I'll run for re-election. If I don't feel like I'm able to have the impact that I want to have, then I will go make my impact in another role. And it does look one more. We firmly believe it, it will be positive. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one area you want to, in your mind, want to have the most impact on? I mean, I, mean, I mentioned it before. I think the women's game, um, from the youth all the way up, and then just the youth in general, from the players to the referees to the coaches, how do we um, improve the experiences of everyone involved in the game? Thanks. Thank you, guys. All Appreciate right. it. Thank you. So as you just heard, that is the press conference immediately following the National Council meeting at the 2019 U.S. Soccer AGM with Carlos Cordero and Cindy Cohn. It's important to note a few things. First, the press availability of Carlos Cordero is very limited. So this is one of the only occasions every year for open questions from the media. So we were trying to get a lot in in a very short amount of time. Another observation was the fact that there were not many people from the media present at the AGM. This was very different from last year's AGM where there was a contested election. But this year, there were hardly any faces from the media present. No one is really looking into and scrutinizing the Federation at the annual general meeting, much less outside of the annual general meeting. And it's really a shame because there are so many people present at these annual general meetings. These are the voters who determine elections. They are the ones who determine what policies and bylaws get passed or voted down. And so not covering the annual general meeting is a shame. And when you look at the two main broadcast partners of the Federation through its partnership with the MLS-owned Soccer United Marketing, that is Fox and ESPN, no one was present from either of these networks at the AGM covering things on the ground. The last thing is the question. The question I alluded to at the beginning of this podcast. The one question that I wanted to ask but was unable to. Now, not being able to ask this question was nothing. It it wasn't sinister. There was nothing where the Federation was, was trying to keep me from asking this question. Instead, it was just a simple misunderstanding about what was going on in terms of the process of the press conference. I thought I had time to ask one more question and we simply ran out of time. 
But I'm going to ask it here and give Carlos and Cindy the opportunity to respond. And that question is simply this, that based on U.S. soccer's bylaws, specifically bylaw 103 in regards to FIFA membership and the national governing body status, section one states that the Federation is the National Association member of the Federation Internationale de Football Association, otherwise known as FIFA, for the United States. The Federation is also a member of the Confederation of North, Central America, and Caribbean Association Football, also known as CONCACAF. The Federation and its members are, to the extent permitted by governing law, obliged to respect the statutes, regulations, directives, and decisions of FIFA and of CONCACAF, and to ensure that these are likewise respected by their members. The Federation is further obligated to recognize the FIFA International Match Calendar. Now, based on Bylaw 103, there are a few main points of interest, and that is specifically this. What U.S. law is prohibiting U.S. soccer from implementing sporting merit, otherwise known as promotion and relegation, as well as solidarity payments and training compensation. I'm looking for a specific law. There have been a lot of meanderings and musings about possible lawsuits and so forth, but the bylaws as written state that the Federation and its members are to the extent permitted by governing law obliged to respect all of these rules. So that means that the Federation, Major League Soccer, the NWSL, the USL, and every other association, league, and club is obliged to be FIFA compliant, except where a US law intervenes. So I look forward to getting that answer soon, and I hope that you will help make some noise in regards to getting that answer from Carlos from Cindy, or from someone at U.S. Soccer. Thanks for listening. Until next time.